This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. <clears throat> you can probably hear it in your boy's voice. Don't get too turned on, okay? I know I got that gravel right now. Ladies, boys, keep it, take it easy. Boys feeling rough. Have kids, they said. You know what I mean? Two weeks ago, my little one, almost two next month, sniffles, right? Runny nose, thought nothing of it. This past weekend, my five-year-old, fever, coughing, sick, doesn't go to school Monday. First time she's missed school, just need it rest. Bounce back Tuesday, she's great. Tuesday, I start feeling bad. Today's Wednesday, I feel whole bad, right? Has some migraines, now I get the throat thing. I'm in a world of, I got just like body aches. It feels like I just worked out all day long. I got like thing on my neck, my shoulder. Like I'm so old that I'm just like, now that I'm sick, like I'm just falling apart. <laughs> my daughter took two days and she's out running around. Now I'm a fucking dead wife sick too, though. And I've always said women are tougher than men. A hundred percent after what I've seen my wife go through. And I still believe that, but I gotta be honest with you boys. She's struggling. She's struggling a little bit more than your boy is, right? She's struggling a little bit. You know, I'm the, I'm, I'm the one trying to hold down here. What's up with the what's up? This could be a pick em. I'm going to try to keep it short and sweet here. Uh, this card's lean. To put, it, to put it nicely, it's a little bit of a lean card. I gave, what, four picks out on uh, Anakin Florian, so we're going to kind of rifle through here. We're going to do the uh, Sunball Parlay, Mortal Lock, all that stuff. But, yeah, this might be a quick one because next week, feeling a little bad, Next week is UFC 280, which is huge, which is, ooh, that's that's where we want to be at, right? And then uh, I'm going to do that with my boys, Christian and Timbo, live probably Thursday night. So subscribe to that YouTube channel, 122 away, 122 away from uh, fucking thousand. We're, my brain is just fog right now. 122 away from a thousand. So let's tell a friend. Let's tell a neighbor. Let's tell that neighbor's neighbor. Let's tell someone at the airport, right? Let's 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 just you know your mailman, your UPS guy, your FedEx guys are okay. Tell just tell somebody, right? Get to a thousand. Let's stay at a thousand. Then we're gonna go up, up, up. Real quick, someone's gonna comment on it. This is when you're in Cincinnati. This is what you eat. When you're hungry, but it's also what you eat when you're sick. This is Skyline Chili. Now, I know a lot of you aren't from Ohio. A lot of you aren't from Cincinnati. Cincinnati is known for their chili. And before you Texas people, before you, you know, Oklahoma people go, that's not chili. I know. I like Texas chili. I like the red sauce, spicy chili. This is just Cincinnati chili. A little sweeter. Put it on some spaghetti. Put it in a, you know. And a little bun, put some cheese on top. It's my favorite thing in the entire world. How to get that, and I'm feeling better. This is, I'm powered. I'm doing the show because of Skyline Chili. Skyline Chili, please sponsor this show because, you know, just let my kids eat free. We're good. Let the little monsters eat free. I'll pay them for my stuff. Let the let the little monsters eat free. All right, let's uh, let's switch things up here. Bada bing, bada boom. Little transition. Grosso versus Aruljo. Vivi. I couldn't pronounce it on the Anakin Florian. Vivi. Aruljo. Uh, decent little card. Lean, like I said. Not my favorite uh, card in the world, but what are you going to do? So we're going to go to first fight of the night here. It's going to be a real stink fest here. We got 
Mike Jackson, not Michael Jackson, but Mike Jackson plus 490 versus Pete Rodriguez. If his name's not Pistol, it should be Pistol uh, minus 660. Pete Rodriguez is 4-1, and one, hasn't won a fight in the UFC, hasn't won a round in the UFC. I believe he got finished in his debut. and Yeah. So you got Jack Della, Jack Della Madalena. I don't know. I struggle with that name. And uh, he got a, he got put out in the first round. So he didn't want a second of that fight, right? But they, they give him a layup with Mike Jackson. Before that, he beat a guy 5-1 by knockout round one, 1-0, 0-1, 2-2. So the UFC is giving this guy a fucking layup. A layup on Mike Jackson, who they don't like. Now, listen, Mike, I know you're in the MMA media. You're a photographer. It's cool that you're fighting. It's cool you got to see him punk fight and you beat him and then they got overturned because you were on steroids or was it weed? If it's weed, disregard what I said. If it's steroids, ugh. But someone asked me in the live last week who, or two weeks ago, whatever it was, who was the worst fighter on the roster? And I, I gave out some names. It's Mike Jackson. It's, it, it's clear as day, Mike Jackson. He was fought Mickey Gall, and the winner fought CM Punk. Mickey Gall destroyed him in the first round. He fought CM Punk, destroyed CM Punk. The UFC goes, oh, shit, CM Punk is not as good as we thought. Um, let's give him the guy that lost to the, to the guy that beat him, right? That makes sense. And uh, we'll give him some more time or whatever, and then Mike Jackson just buyed him, right? There's some moments CM Punk had in there, but let's be honest, he fucking buyed him. And and uh, then the Dean Barry fight, he got kicked in the dick or poked in the eye, whatever happened in that fight. But, you know, the guy's just, he's one and one uh, you know, and it's just, it, it, it's just something I can't get down with, man. I'm, I, I'm not a, I'm not a Mike Jackson guy. So I'm going to go ahead and, and, and pick D right here. Yes. You see the slime ball candidate parlay. That's my pick. Rodriguez minus six sixty is an absolute joke. A guy hasn't won a minute in MMA or excuse me in the UFC. That's how bad Vegas thinks Mike Jackson is. So I'm going to put the slime ball logo next to it just because this is the line is so absurd. It's not going to add a lot of value to a parlay, but this is almost a sure thing. Pete, who I watched all his fights, even the uh, you know Jack is Jack Jackie D is tough, right? He's he's a legit dude. Losing him in the first round not not that big of a deal in my opinion because that was his debut. I think it was on short notice, yada yada. And the kid's fucking nails, right? But his fights prior to that, he's aggressive. He comes at you. Mike Jackson likes to run a little bit. Doesn't like to get hit. Wants to avoid fights. His grappling's average. He's not going to be able to take Pete down. He might be able to survive. The only way Mike Jackson wins this is, is some fluke, another eye poke, groin kick, something like that, that he might milk. Not, not saying that he milked the Dean Barry one. I don't have a full good memory on exactly how that happened. I know Dean Barry got hit, got axed out of the UFC after that. But give me Pete Rodriguez. I'm going to throw him on the slime ball there. Or not throw him on the slime ball. He is going to be a candidate. You're going to have to wait to the end of the show to see uh, if we'll put him in a slime ball. This is a fight I'm looking forward to. CJ Vergara. Plus 195 versus Tatsuro Tyra, minus 230. So Tyra's a guy I really like. And he debuted in the UFC, and I was all excited, right? I tweeted about this kid. I said, this kid's got a future. This kid's this. This kid, you know what I mean? And, and, and I, I root for Japanese fighters because of the historic nature of, like, pride. And, and really, MMA started in Japan. I mean, you can make argument. I mean, jiu-jitsu started in, you know, could make an argument. Jiu-jitsu started in Japan as well. There's a lot of arguments to imagine. Japan obviously is is a huge fighting you know nation. You know they have great boxers, good kickboxers. They pay Floyd Mayweather ten million dollars to go beat up some guy every fucking New Year's Eve, or they just did it a couple weeks ago. So uh, I like the uptick in Japanese fighters that are coming out. And Tyra is a young kid 
Chris Candino, if that's Catalaro, I think that's there it is. Chris Catalaro's last fight. I think he rushed everything. I think he, there were some submissions available to him and he rushed everything. It looked like he got a little tired and he came out and he just looked a little lethargic in the end of the fight. 20 years old kid, been finishing a lot of people, fought some good guys and thought he could get them out of there quick. Wanted to make a big splash in GFC debut. Now, I thought he looked great on the ground. I thought he rushed a couple things, but his jiu-jitsu was very solid. His takedowns are very solid. CJ Vergara, a guy who's not, I believe he's not related to Sofia Vergara. Um, that would be a different conversation. You know, coming out of Texas, Pete Spratt guy, uh, I believe is yeah, contender series guy, one knee to the body, lost to Odie Osborne and Clayton Rodriguez fight, which was very, very close. Split decision went. He just doesn't do anything to me that jumps off the page. He's a guy that I think if he doesn't make too many mistakes, he wins. Problem is, is I feel like he's going to be too defensive in this fight. I think, I think he's just going to be playing defense the whole time. He might not get submitted. He might not get finished, but I think he's just going to be playing defense the whole time. That's why I'm going to put Tyra here. Minus two thirty, another slime ball candidate. Listen, I don't, this is a hard fucking card to make slime balls on. I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of wacky fights in here. I'm a little uneasy about it. Um, I have done the proper research all weekend. We didn't have UFC fights. I dove fucking head first in and, uh, but, um, there's just some, some goofy stuff here. There's some goofy stuff and Tyra, this fight, either he's going to go out and he's going to style him in the first round and get win submission and, and look good. 20 year, 22 year old kid, but he's 22. So he could go out there and not put him away and then fade again. He didn't learn his lesson from the first time. Either way, it's a Tyra by finish, which by submission, excuse me, which I am going to play. Don't have props in front of me right now, but I will play that. And it's going to be Tyra in a parlay, possibly slime ball as a candidate. And it's going to be a close fight. But when I put my, when I go out on Twitter and I've talked about this kid's potential and how good he could be there, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is when he's up against a close fight. And, and listen, I think the line's a little wide minus two thirty. I, you know, Vegas has seen the potential I'm seeing, but when you go against your own word, like this kid's a star. And then he's second UFC fight against CJ Vergara, who's one-on-one on the promotion. And all of a sudden I go, I don't know. No, no, no. then I'm a fraud. Cause I've already said, I like this kid. I've already said, I like the cut of his jib. I think he's great. I think he rushed his debut, fought a tough guy. I think he's going to come out here, hopefully fight a little more patient. That's why I'm putting him slime ball. So the two ways I see this fight going is either going to be steamroll round one, maybe early round two Tyra or very close decision. And then we do it just up to the MMA gods up to the judging uh, for us to get that, get that fucking dub. Next up, Pierre Rodriguez versus Slam Page Hughes. Sam Hughes, man, she burned me last time she fought. And I tell you what, usually I get mad at those fighters that burn me. Um, but she looks so good against Estela Nunez that I, I, I can't uh, be upset about it. Pierre Rodriguez came from the Contender series looked pretty good uh, decision over Vanessa Machado and then Kay Hansen decision went over there, which I thought was kind of a, just an average performance. She looked good. She beat up Kay Hansen. Kay Hansen, I think, was kind of, you know, she's young on her way out at that point. And then you got Sam Page coming off two really good wins here. Finish over Elise Reed. Uh, decision, uh, majority decision went over Stella Nunez. Well, I thought she won two rounds to one for sure. And I was heavy on Nunez. I believe she was in a parlay of mine. Nunez came out fucking quick and firing uh, in that first round. And Hughes took it, right? Took it the first round. Had a rough first round. Nunez fell off a fucking cliff. And the corner worker, Safe Sayu, and those guys down in Texas were like, get it together. You can do this. And she came out as a different fighter in those two and three. And then rebounded well off a, a finish over Lise Reed, who is, I want to say, high-level female fighter. But she, she's tricky. Yeah, she's tricky. Tricky, tricky. How's that song go? I don't know. My brain, my brain doesn't work. 
But um, Pierre Rodriguez, again, you know, her, the competition she's finding is just okay. I think Elise Reed beats Kay Hansen. I think, you know, um, Estella Nunez beats everyone, but beats Rodriguez. And now I could, you could obviously run that back and MMA math is not working. And you could run it back and say, well, Estella Nunez could beat Hughes if she doesn't fall off a clip very well. But I like the camp, camp switch by Hughes here. Um, you know, my boy Christian doesn't think sometimes camp switches matter. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But uh, I like Hughes here. And Hello? she's like, dog. Okay, this is dog. Okay, this is dog. Dog creeping over her shoulder right there. This is my dog lock in the night. Listen, plus 160. Woof. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, Pierre Rodriguez, again, has shown one real fight in the OC against Kay Hans, who's no longer with the promotion. You got Sam Hughes, who's coming off two really good wins. New camp, new training, you know, new training mindset, excuse me. And Christian, my boy, who, who doesn't really watch tape, but don't watch tape at all. He's more of a numbers, stats kind of guy. Everyone caps differently. And he says... He believes that camp switches don't matter. You can switch any camps. It's not going to matter, right? You know, I believe differently. I just, my camera does gestures, so it's like moving now that I'm doing gestures. Sorry, I got a new camera. Um, but yes, I like I like Sam Hughes here. I think the camp switch does matter. I think Sam Sood's getting in this girl's head exactly the right way. Um, and uh, it's obviously working. It's obviously fucking working because she's looked good in her last two fights. And prior to that, I thought she's looked very average. I mean, that's why I faded her so hard in the... Uh, Estella Nunes fight uh, because I, I just thought it, it was a problem. Now, speaking about problem, go ahead and try to cap this fucking fight, boys. Okay, I'm going to take a drink of my podcast juice. You go ahead, right? You go ahead and try to cap this motherfucking fight, okay? Tell me how easy it is. You got a winner yet? Because this is the trick. I'm avoiding this fight. I think the best bet is this fight goes to a decision which is going to be a crazy number. Two grappler grapplers. Very little striking on both ends. They don't care. They want to get the fight to the ground no matter who they're fighting. Nick Maximoff coming off a submission loss. Kind of embarrassing considering he's a Diaz guy. Jacob Matsukun coming off maybe a controversial decision loss over Brendan Allen. Um, you know, he just kind of wrestle fucks him. And then Maximoff just grapple fucks you. Matsukun has better control. Maximoff has better jujitsu. Matt Kuhn has shown to have really good cardio. He did fade a little bit in that Brandon Allen fight, but so did Brandon Allen, so it was okay. Maximoff has shown to have great cardio. Young kid as well. So you're giving me this number. I'm staring at this number, and I'm like, what am I doing with the number here, Brad? What are you going to do with this number, right? So minus 150, I think the line is price right. I think Maximoff should be the favorite because I think he has more ways to win. I think he has better submissions. I think stand-up, both these guys are absolute trash, but if I had to give an edge, I'd go a little bit over Maximoff here. But I think the cardio is going to play in a factor of Maximoff as well. However, I just got this fucking gut feeling. My old Midwestern gut is telling me, is telling me, Jacob Alcoon's going to get it done at plus 130. I tell you what, I, you know, I don't love, I don't love the pick. Uh, oh, is it moving on me? God damn it. Hang on. I got to turn. Uh, yeah. What is this? Uh, turn this off. Off tracking on or off? Is that off? Let's see, because it tracks my head. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Got it off, bitch. <laughs> that was aggressive. Malcoon plus one thirty. I'm not confident in it. I don't love it. I won't play it, but I'm good to take the dog here. This fight is just so hard to predict. I'm I'm losing energy as I'm talking about this. I got to ramp up here. This fight just you know it could be a very competitive and good fight, but it just doesn't seem like it's going to be. 
in my opinion. So I'm going to go ahead and move on to a fight that gives me a little juice here. Javier Asuncao. That's how you pronounce his name. Victor Henry. Asuncao plus 275. Victor Henry minus 330. Little surprised by this line. So a good Twitter follower, which I don't remember his name. I apologize. Tweeted at me like two weeks ago and says that a Asuncao number is nice. And I love when, you know, because there's so many sharp people out there that give me tips like that. And I love that. However, the more I dove into this, I'm like, a sunset is just washed. Now, I don't say washed. I say washed. But my in-laws say washed. And I think when a fighter is washed, you got to say washed to really kind of lay that in there and, 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 and take effect. I'm on Victor Henry here. He's not going to be a slimeball candidate. I respect my Twitter follower. Um, who, who, who gave me that tip because the number on a sunset is great. He's 40 years old. Old guys are still winning, right? I have an old guy I'm picking later on the card. So old guys are still winning. It's not, not, not an ageism thing, but I just think he's falling off a cliff. Victor Henry looked really good against Honey Barcelos, and Honey Barcelos was really good his last time out. So Victor Henry made most of his bones over in Japan. He's an awkward guy, awkward style, durable and a Sunsau just doesn't throw enough and create enough of a threat on the feet anymore. His arms are short. He's not going to land any big strikes. He does have some good power, but nothing crazy. Um, and his chin is starting to kind of wilt a little bit. And, you know, I think the ground game is something Victor probably wants to avoid in this fight. Sunsau still does have a really good guillotine. Um, you know, that's how he chucked out Mullen Rice. Or did Mar- Marais get him with that? I can't remember. But uh, brain is mashed potatoes right now. But give me Victor Henry. Um, minus three thirty is something I'm probably not interested in playing. Maybe Victor Henry by finish, even though he's not like a prolific finisher. You know, he's probably going to get a decision win. I think the prop play is the way to play here. I don't think Victor Henry with his second UFC fight should be minus three thirty. I know a sense I was old and stuff like that, but uh, and you can go completely opposite me. You can go, hey, this guy just said his brain's mashed potatoes. <laughs> I'm going to fade this fucking mashed potato brain guy, and I'm going to go with plus two seventy five. That's a gorgeous number. He's a vet and. He's been in there with the best, and uh, I, I can't fault you. But as far as my square pick of the week, that's gonna be it, man. I I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Victor Henry on the on the square side there. Manny Martinez was Brandon Davis. Manny Martinez minus one fifty. Brandon Davis plus one thirty. Now I gotta admit, I gotta do, got these lines two days ago. Yesterday I didn't do anything basically. I mean, I went to work, but other than that, I played with my kids. But um, so we are missing a fight. Jonathan Brito versus Lucas Anderson or Alexandra. That is not on the card, so I'm gonna pick that right now. That's Jonathan Brito. I have a decision or have him winning. I don't. I don't feel strong about that. He's not in a lock. He's not in a parlay or anything like that. Um, but I do have him winning um, uh, that fight against Lucas Alexandra. But I don't know much about Lucas Alexandra. Again, I just wiki cap with him. Topology records, and I pick Brito. He's a little bull in the China shop. Now these lines could all be moving. By the way, I got these two days ago. Obviously, I got them on Monday, so it's early in the week. It's not Wednesday. These lines could be everywhere, but. This is the current what I got. I'm sorry. Uh, Manny Martinez versus Brandon Davis. I like Manny Martinez, but sometimes he just ends up a little bit too punchy. You know, hey, I can take a shot and becomes like a punching bag. But I do think he has some pretty good skills. I love that performance he had. I think when his coach died and he rallied back and, and, and had a really good performance. And then Brandon Davis, this guy, I feel like has all the skills in the world. Great boxing and, and, and decent, you know, the ground game's okay. His rear naked choke's really good, but... He just doesn't put it together in UFC. You know what I mean? I think this kid's really skilled, and, and, and he's huge for 135. Cutting down, he says he runs like 30 miles a week. Get to it. It's crazy. Um, but I just don't feel like he shows up on fight night. I think this fight's going to be very close. Um, I don't have a strong lean either way. I wish I did. But I'm going to rock with Mana Martinez here as a favorite. Minus 150. 
I don't see a finish. I see a decision victory happening here. So if you're going to get a decision prop, it would be pretty nice. I see Martinez taking a few shots. It's going to be a fun fight for sure. Uh, taking a few shots, giving a few shots, but I just feel like his shots are going to do more than Brendan Davis's shots. I think Brendan Davis has great clean boxing. Don't know if his power is all that big. I think Manny Martinez has a little bit more in his wheelhouse. Um, and I think he does have tight enough boxing. And if he wants to mix it up, he's good on the ground as well. He can take you down. Uh, obviously, Brendan Davis does have a good rear naked choke, but off his back, he's a little dormant, doesn't do much, loses some fights that way. So if I was Manny Martinez, just mix it up. Just got to mix it up in there. Uh, that's how you're going to get Brandon Davis out of there. But, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's that next fight here. Misha Sergana, plus 175 versus Alonzo Menefield. Could barely fit Alonzo's Menefield. Giant torso in that graphic there. Big 205ers going at it. Complete opposite fighters here. Misha Serkinov, chinny as fuck. Striking's okay. It's awkward. It's like karate, tie bow shit. And then Menefield, not great on the ground, even though he's getting better, and just a brick house dude. Um, so this is going to come to one or two ways. This is my send them home. I won't, I won't reveal who I'm picking yet. This will be my send them home. I don't have John Annick's thing yet. I, I need to ask him, but this is going to be my send them home. Right. And, uh, so it's either Serkinov by submission or Menifield by knockout. Like Serkinov's cardio as he's getting older, just getting worse. Menifield's not known for his cardio, even though I feel like he has cleaned it up a little bit. They're going to clinch a lot. Menifield likes to clinch. Serkinov is strong in that clinch. So if it hits the ground, I think Menefield's in, in, in trouble, right? But if it stays in that clinch and he lets some of those bombs go, Serkinov's in trouble. So this is my send him home for sure. And I got to go big Alonzo Menefield. Send him home, minus 205. Slime ball candidate as well. Don't slime forever. Slime Don't know why I did that. Um, Alonzo Menefield. Slime ball parlay candidate. Send him home. Uh, knockouts probably not going to be all that juicy because minus 205, you're going to get a better price for sure. I don't see him winning any other way. TKO, KO is the only way this is going to happen. Uh, Misha Serkinov is not going to be able to take a punch from Alonzo Menafield. And obviously, if you can be on the opposite side and go Serkinov by submission, that's going to be a nice fucking juicy number as well. But uh, my pick is going to be Alonzo Menafield. Zoe, I call him Zoe. I don't know him. I always wish I knew Alonzo, so I call him Zoe. I think Zoe's just fucking dope, man. You know what I mean? I wish my name was Alonzo. Instead, I'm Brian. Pff, dumb. Duso Tor uh, Todorovic versus minus 200 versus Jordan Wright, the serial killer, as I dubbed him on the Anakin Florian, uh, plus 170. I broke these on the Anakin Florian, so I'm not going to spend too much time on them. We're at 22 minutes, so we're doing okay on time. I've been rifling through here. kind of just blacked out this entire fucking thing. I don't remember anything I've said, but... Uh, I like Dusko. I've told, you know, I, again, I haven't, I haven't switched my pick from, uh, the Anakin Florian. I like Dusko here. And, uh, I, I just think he has more elements to win. I think Jordan Wright, the best play on this fight, cause I'm going to avoid this fight myself would be any kind of finish, which would be probably a high number Jordan Wright by knockout within the first like two minutes, which would be a really juicy number. Jordan Wright by knockout in the entire fight would be a fun number or Dusko by knockout. Cause I don't see this fight going to decision. Now I mean, it just doesn't got to happen. I just think, uh, Dusko, can take the fight to the ground if he wants. I think Jordan Wright is very limited with that that initial crazy fucking Patrick Bateman's American fucking psycho blitz. And after that, once he gets tagged a little bit, he's just he's just not built for it. You know what I mean? He's just not built for a three-round fight. His style's not. He's powerful. He's all powerful. He's got powerful kicks. He's got powerful punches. But Dusko isn't the most reliable guy in the world. His chin is is a bit of an issue in my in, in my opinion. So um 
be, be careful in this fight. That's why I'm avoiding it all together. I had to pick it for Anakin Florian. So my, my official pick is Dusko, but minus 200 to me is, is not something I'm willing to run to the window. But if you are confident, listen, if you are confident, you know, God, here we go. There it is. And uh, if you're confident, then and do what you want. Sorry, I'm new program. Still working on the kinks. Apologize. People's main event. This would be my main event for sure. Ask Askarov minus 230 versus Brandon Royval plus 195. Um, man, I love I love this fight. I think 125 is is thin, but there's some really exciting matchups. This is one of them. Royval is never in a boring fight. Askar Askarov isn't the most exciting guy. So this is going to be the first time where I think someone's going to really fucking challenge him. To bring it out. That's not true. Asker Askar versus Kai Car France in Columbus was a really good fight. But he fought kind of dumb. He slugged it out with Kai a little bit. Um, Royval, though, he just needs to maintain that gas tank. And he really needs to slow himself. He's crafting the ground. But I don't think he's high level. I think he's long and he can catch some stuff because of um, because of his frame and whatnot. But I don't think he's necessarily like world class on the ground. I think Asker Askarov is going to be able to handle him on the ground, right? Roy Valls looked good in the past. Is an early jump out early, and then he fades. We saw that in the Pantoja fight. So sorry, Timbo. This is Timbo. You guys know Timbo. It's been a while, but you know Timbo, right? Roy Valls is his ride or die. I mean, Timbo wants to get a raw dog tattoo. I've talked him out of it a few times, but you know, he's a grown man. I'm gonna let him do what he wants to do, but he wants to get a raw dog tattoo. I know if Timbo was sitting here next to me, he would he would be picking um Brandon Roval, but I'm gonna go ask her, ask her off. With my mortal lock. How was the mortal lock demon? Sorry about that. Put your kids to bed. That scared the shit out of them. Scared me. Asker Askarov, slime ball parlay candidate. Obviously, he's going to be in the slime ball parlay because he is my mortal lock. Minus 230. Um, I just think he's going to be better everywhere. I just really do. I think if, if it's a wild stamp exchange, I think he's safe enough where that spinning shit and that crazy stuff's not going to affect him too much. I think he can take this fight to the ground whenever he wants, avoid some of those crazy submissions. First round's going to be a little bit, you know, butt clinching time. You're going to be sitting there with your ass clinched because Rival comes out hot. He comes out hot, but uh, this is my slime forever guy. You know what I mean? So I got to put him in the slime ball parlay, minus 230. Ask her off. Hopefully if he wins, he smiles a little bit because I, I just don't think he smiles. All right. Co-main event, Cub Swanson versus Jonathan Martinez. Martinez minus 180, Cub Swanson plus 155. Listen, I love Cubby. I love Cub Swanson. I, I, he's an OG, WC days, everything. Weird main event. I know Pete Rodriguez, or Pete Rodriguez, excuse me, D-Rod, Daniel Rodriguez was supposed to fight Neil Magny. That was original co-main event. Rodriguez got like an elbow infection. What are you going to do? Um, I would like Asker Askarov over this fight, but I get it. Cubby is coming down to 35 for the first time against Jonathan Martinez. Interesting fight. Um, again, not like to sound like a broken record, but I, I, I picked this on the, uh, on the, um, on the, uh, Anik Florian show again, mashed potatoes. And I, and I went cub, I'm going to go cub here. No locks or anything. I think I will play this. So I think cub by knockout's interesting because Jonathan Martinez has been knocked out before. He throws a lot of kicks. Cub is awkward, throws low. You throw a naked body kick, naked leg kick to cub. He's going to catch you. And he does have power. I mean, you saw what he did against Darren Elkins, who's, I know he's wilting a little bit. I know he's not the Darren Elkins of old, but he's still pretty fucking durable. Uh, and he butchered him. He fucking butchered him in that first round. So I like Cub Swanson here at plus 155. This is kind of a number play because I can see Martinez being the younger guy here and just piecing Cub up. And sometimes Cub doesn't show up at times. You know, there's a little bit of a mental thing with him at times. But um, yeah, I'm all over Cub here. Uh, this is a number play. This is something I will play, you know. 
Um, I like the number. I like the number by knockout, which I don't know it off the top of my head, but I'm sure it's going to be fucking juicy. So I'll probably same gay parlay that. Um, and uh, a nice little fucking juicy number there for Cubby Swanson. Oh, Cubby Bear. All right, main event, Alexa Grasso versus Vivi. Vivian Arujo, Grasso minus 195 versus uh, Arujo plus 165. I think this is going to be a good main event. I think this is going to be interesting. I think uh, the both these girls are going to come out and scrap. It's going to go five rounds, good to go to the station. There's going to be some up and downs. I think this is going to be a really competitive fight because this is such a stacked division here. And uh, Grasso coming from Mexico. Mexico's popping right now. They got a lot of talent coming up, really making strides in the UFC, which I love to see because primarily Mexico, they, I mean, they still do. But they were just pumping out boxers. Like that's a it's a fighting country as well. And uh they were pumping out boxers. So now we're starting to see some MMA transitions, you know, and we're starting to see some really good ones. And Alexa Grasso's really improved her game. Good boxing, quick crips, fast. And uh she's proven to be pretty good on the ground, which is was kind of her Achilles heel, I guess, maybe when she started in the UFC. Vivi's a, a bulldozer. She goes in there, she's gonna bully over. I don't think she's a necessary, you know, great finisher. She's hard to put away, she's durable, and uh she's just there. She's in your face, and, and, and she's going to win some rounds. She's going to win some fights. This is going to be a very close fight. I, I don't love betting this fight because, like I said, it's going to be a very close fight, but uh, Grasso's my pick. Again, I didn't change it from the Aiken Florian. Grasso's my pick. No bet for me here, um, but I like Grasso in, in, in a pretty fun fight, I think. A pretty fun fight. Okay, so we got uh, Mortal Lock. We got Asker Askarov. We got Send Him Home, Alonzo Menafield. We got Dog Lock, Sam Hughes. Slam page, dog lock, plus 160. I love that number. Again, Joannis and Brito, I picked him, but it was kind of a phone-in pick, so do your own research on that. I apologize, I didn't have the graphic on the screen and, and, and kind of phone that one in. Slam ball parlay, boom, there it is. Plus 198, little juicy. This is tough. This is a tough parlay for me. You know, I, I'm always confident. I'm a confident guy. I'm confident in my picks. I don't put out picks that I'm not confident in, but... If there's ever a pick that I'm not loving, it's this one, right? Love Asker. I think Menafield could win, but he also could lose. It's the Tyra fight that that nerves me, nerves me a little bit. He's 22 years old. I think he's talented in the world. This is a money. This is Brian. Are you seeing what you're supposed to be seeing? Are you as good at picking up prospects as you think you are? That you tell people you are, you narcissistic fuck. Are you that good? And I think I am. So I put Tyra in there. That's my, kind of maybe an ego play for me. I think there maybe could have been some other. Like, obviously, Pete Rodriguez was a candidate. He could have went on there. A lot of people like Dusko this weekend. Dusko could have went there. But, I mean, that's just such a crazy fight because they could either one could win by knockout. I see a lot of people backing Jonathan Martinez. That's an interesting one. Lester Grasso. Um, you know, and th there's some, you know, Nick Maximoff. And there's a couple other guys that I see people picking, you know. But this is this is what I came up with here, babe. This is what it is. Slime ball parlay plus one eight eight, almost two to one on your money. Maybe we'll be two to one on your money come Saturday or come whenever you place your bets. Could also be lower. So if you're in a state that can you place bets, I do it now for the number of moves. I got this on DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm gonna take it away. I will share this on social media. Bada bing, bada boom. Let's go fucking full screen on your boy here. Um, all right, so that's it. That's the show. Listen, last thing before we go. I don't know if you guys watched Anik and Florian this past week. Your boy killed it. I did. A, I did. A, you know, I'm very critical of myself. I don't pat myself on the back all that much, believe it or not. But I think I feel like I was flowing good breakdowns. And, you know, I love those guys. Not one mean comment yet in the fucking comments, which is great. No, this guy's fat. He's never trained. None of that. So I feel like the haters even watched it with. Damn. I don't know if I can say anything to him this week. And then obviously I shared the, the the scoring breakdown and stuff like that. Nice, you know, 
doing okay. Hey, doing okay. Hopefully the DMs can stop. They got two DMs since since I've been doing the one guy was great. One guy goes, Hey, how did you get in the Anakin Florian? And I just say, Hey, yeah, I've been doing a podcast for you know, four years and, you know, John, and I came across John and Cody and then they gave me a shot back in September and then kind of filled in for Krause and then, you know, Krause did his own thing. Yeah. yeah. Guy didn't read any of that. Are you related to him? <laughs> we don't look anything like, no, man, I, I, I don't know him. I, I, I met him in March, but that's it. I don't even know why I'm entertaining this. And the guy goes, oh, cool. Uh, like, how did you get in touch with him? Like you have his email. How'd you find his email? What's his email? I'm like, I'm not just going to give you his email, man. Like, and he's like, well, I'm just saying I could do the show. I I, I pick fights. I can do the show. Okay, man. Great. So you want me to give you his email so you can take my job? What's wrong with people? Huh? What is wrong with people? But I lost. That's what it is. But I I didn't want to talk about the show and how great I did on that and, you know, you know, brag a little bit, but I did say that I will be returning to Vegas and it is official boys, December 10th. I don't have tickets yet because tickets are not on sale, but was supposed to go with my wife. And then my buddy growing up, Steve, who bought my PS five, by the way. So I'm completely focused on fighting, right? Guy I've known since second grade, been my one of my best friends, if not my best friend, for a very, very long time, since second grade, which is blah blah blah, thirty-one years ago. He's the only guy in Cincinnati I can watch fights with because he follows the sport. You know, follows all the other sports. He clouds his brain with all the other stuff. I just do football and MMA, but he knows his shit. And we've been desperately wanting to go to Vegas. And two years ago, COVID happened, or three, whatever it was. Then you know, COVID was kind of fucked. And then his job, like he was. He's got a really nice job. He works from home and he was kind of bouncing between a couple of jobs and really getting comfortable and not really be able to do anything. And he, and when I sold him the PS five, he goes Vegas, we got to do it December 10th. Cause he heard me say it on, on the podcast. So my wife was supposed to go with me. I had to break it to her that I think I'm going to go with Steve. She swung at me a few times, hit me a couple of times, um, uh, packed a bag at least. Well, I'm just kidding. She wasn't happy. She wants to go to Vegas with your boy, but book the hotel today. So if you're going to be in Vegas, December 10th, I'm going to be there Friday and Saturday, leaving Sunday. Holla at your boy. Let's have a good time. Uh, looking to win some money, looking to see some fights, looking to have a fucking good time. Can't wait. It's been a while since I've been to Vegas. Been a long time, 10 years. And I need to, I need to get back. I need to get back. I'm excited. Always wanted to go to a show in Vegas. Filling a, filling a boyhood dream in the fucking, the camera's moving again. So that's a perfect time to end it right there. Love you. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. MMA Takes Podcast on YouTube. At Brian Peacher MMA on all socials. Instagram and motherfucking Twitter. Let's go. I'm going to go lay in a cold bath because, boy, I'm dying. I'll see you when I see you. Week for Brian Petrie yet again. Motherfuckers. Mix with our man Brian Petrie.